Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for clicking on our conversation with Olivia O'Brien. We're about to hang out with her in our Zoom room. She's at home. Dan Zolot, very excited. I'm ready. By the way, you should listen to Olivia O'Brien's latest micro mixtape. Link in the description below. Okay, I, I think she's here. Let's go. Let's do this. Okay, fire. What's going on? <laughs> okay, fire. Um, I am in my house drinking a weird energy drink that my roommate bought for some reason. Oh, ooh, wh- what is it? We don't need to put this commercial in there, but I- I'm always interested <laughs> in new forms of energy. It's called No Chaser. I've been drinking Celsius like all the time. Oh. Um, and like even when I'm not working out, which is probably like somehow dangerous, I don't know. But I, it stopped like affecting me, which is also very frightening. But this one kind of hypes me up a little bit. So I don't know. It says vegan, gluten free, no sugar, B vitamins. Okay. Mm. Okay. No chaser. I'm going to write that down. I'm really uh, on a constant quest for energy. Uh, I prefer healthy energy, but yes. I, I tried to do like kombucha and matcha straight for a couple weeks matcha. and I'm already back on a Red Bull. Oh. Matcha's so good, though. Yeah, it is. When prepared right, the issue is I'm very lazy in my preparation. Like, you know, it's very ceremonial. Like, I have I have the little the little wooden like whisk thing that you go like this, and I have all the stuff. I use the the barista oat milk from whatever whatever uh, Oatly. So good. See. That's beautiful. That's ritualistic. I, I have no want to go through the ritual of making a matcha beverage perfectly every day. And I'm not going to lie. I made it wrong once and I vomited from it. Yeah. (laughs) Are you serious? You actually threw up. Swear hand to God, literally minutes before the Jonas Brothers showed up in our studio, I vomited up matcha. Was it green? (laughs) Oh, the whole thing was green. It was like the green rush out of my mouth. You just vomited because you were nervous to see the Jonas Brothers. No f-ing way. I, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, I love them, and, and they're all very handsome. But d- do they bring me to a vomit? No. <laughs> no. Uh, enough about me and my matcha habits and my vomit. Um, it's good to know that you're an energy seeker. That's uh, i I took a, a little B12 this morning. I have a little droplet thing. You put it on your tongue for 20 seconds, and then you, like, have B12. Do you feel it? Uh, kind of. I, I feel it more when I get, like, a shot of B12. Also, my roommate Kelsey just walked upstairs if you see me looking to the side weirdly. Hello, Kelsey. What, what? Hey, Kelsey. She says hey. Hey, what is this neon sign behind you? What does it say? It says, Was It Even Real?, which is the title of my album. And it was for my tour, and I just got to take it home and keep it. It's really cool. You know, it sets the vibes when you turn it on at night, and then we have, like, this little view. It's very cute. Very nice. It glows. And you live this roommate lifestyle. Right now, yeah, I'm actually moving out in hopefully like September 1st. I think that's when our lease is up. And so we're all going our separate ways. It's the first time I haven't. I'm going to move in with my friend Quinn, but this is the first time I've ever like not lived with Drew. My, my roommate Drew, I've lived with for like four and a half years. So it's going to be very interesting. Well, I always forget how young you are because you are like hella, hella young. Is there like a security having a roommate? Because I, I've oh. had a roommate. I've lived alone. You, you obviously think, need a roommate for, like, for other reasons. I think if I lived alone. Well, also, first of all, I have a dog, which. Oh, my God. Oh, cutie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, so I have a dog, so it's nice to have roommates that are home. Because, like, if I'm, say I'm, like, at a meeting and it's running, running late and, like, hey, can you, I call my roommate, hey, can you feed Dexter? And, like, I don't have to worry about it. Um, so that's nice. And then also, like, I just get scared at night when I'm home alone. Like, the other night I was home alone because, uh, like, all my roommates have boyfriends. And I, they were all with their boyfriends, and I was alone, and I was, like, so scared. You just freeze. Not an apartment. It's just, like, spooky out here. Like, You know, it was really spooky. You talking about you, you being afraid and then your, your computer freezing right at that moment. It was very <laughs> horror movie-esque. Oh, my God. Well, it, that was probably just part of it. It was trying to, like, make the spookiness more clear. When you see your boy, uh, when you see your roommates going and flocking to their boyfriends, and th- that like sense of security and like the constant like the constant idea of having a person, do you get what I'm saying? That does make me yeah. envious of people in relationships. 
because yeah, you, but also ill. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, because it comes with other stuff that makes it ew. Exactly. I'm too young for all that. Yeah, roommates and Dexter. That should be your focus. Yeah. I'm curious, Dexter like Dexter's lab or Dexter after like serial, serial killer. killer Dexter? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> why, sure. <laughs> why you guys going your separate ways? Why, like, why are you splitting up? Um. Well, my roommate Drew, he turns 25 in two weeks, and he was like, "I'm 25. Like, I just and I've never lived on my own. Like, I just really want to, you know, try and live on my own." And he's getting his own cute little place, um, which I understand. Like, I. I don't know. I've, I'm only 20, but like, I'm already, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should live alone. And then I'm like, I would probably go into a very dark mental state and never be able to recover. So I'm not going to do that yet. But yeah. And then, um, my other roommate, Kelsey is moving in with our friend Noelia who currently lives with her parents. So she needs to get out. And I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm kind of excited. Cause I feel like it'll force us to hang out more like actually hang out. Cause when we're all at home, we're all in our rooms and then we never like actually hang out with each other. Whereas, like, when we live in different places, I can be like, hey, Kelsey, like, I'm making dinner tonight. I would never make dinner. I'm postmating dinner tonight. <laughs> Come over. <laughs> we can watch movies, you know, and then we'll actually hang out and talk rather than, like, coexisting in the same area, yeah. you know? You, you, you take company for granted when you live with somebody. Exactly. Because it's, like, an everyday thing. And to your point of, like, getting into a dark mental hole living alone, uh, very true and very possible. Um, totally feel you and understand it. Um, yeah, I get, I, I, I get why you, you want to be with somebody. I live alone now, but I live with a roommate for many, many moons. And it was great. Best years of my life. Olivia, is it weird, though, being in this friend group that, like, people were just fascinated by all of you? Oh, it's so weird. And everyone says that I'm, like, the odd one out, which may be kind of true. <laughs> like, I, I always see comments on, like, weird, like, hate accounts about us. And people are like, Olivia seems like the odd one out in this friend group. I'm like... It, bro. No, I and I, I love my friends, and they're very like they. We're all very different people, which is what I like about it. Like I feel like when I go like hang out with them, I'm always in a different mindset. I'm like ready to like go out and have fun, and they always want to make me like happy and positive and my best like my best version of myself. But then after I hang out with them, a lot of the times I'm so drained that I need to go home. Like I'll go home at the end of the night and be like oh my god, I'm never going out ever again. They're so, they have so much energy all the time and they're so fun. And then I just like want to sit in my room for a week and which a lot of times I do. So I, it's definitely a thing where I have to find balance because my friends are very crazy and fun and it's, everyone's looking at us all the time and it's very scary. (laughs) You really spend time looking at these hate accounts and there's really dedicated to hate? Well, I used to, I used to fall, there's this one called why am I shouting them out right now? I don't know. Um, but I used to follow them on... Uh, bleep that out so they don't get the plug. Okay. I used to follow them on my, like, Finsta, and then I unfollowed them, and they were private, so I didn't see anything. But then they, like, went public again and posted a bunch of stuff, and I went and, like, looked through. And then, I don't know. It was just, like, it's just... It's so weird that people, like, literally will just send in hate. Like, why are you making an account for people to confess, like, hate about people? What? That- I don't know. That's rather dark. And there's so many of them, but they always talk about my friends. And I I fully unfollowed on my Finsta. I don't see it at all. Now they're private again. So I'm like, and I tell my friends, I'm like, if you see something about me, do not send it in our group chat. They'll send ones about like my other friends and be like, haha, this is so funny. They think that. Um, but like, they all know not to send ones of me because they know I'll start crying and like go into a hole for like a week. Yeah, but it is kind of like a badge of honor that you even fall into this category that is... Like, that's an upper echelon. That's a very small group of people that are criticized on these accounts. I know it's like a, like a, like a thing to say. No, you're right. And that's, that's the way to look at it to make myself feel better. Um, and when I'm not, like, triggered by it, then I do feel that way. But it's also, like, it depends on what mood I'm in. Like, sometimes I can see that and be like, that's so funny. And I'm honestly, I've gotten a lot better. That's why I'm saying, like, now I don't, like, go looking for it. Um, but I do know that it exists, which is like, I know, like, I know people are saying stuff about me, but, but also the problem is that most of it's just like not even true. That's what bothers me about it. I'm like, this isn't even true. Why are you saying that? But what is the most ridiculous thing you've seen about yourself on one of these accounts via a Finstagram? Uh, oh God, I don't know. There's so many. I literally forget about them because they're so stupid. Kelsey, oh wait, no, that's true. I thought that was Kelsey. What's the craziest thing that we've seen on IG model confessions about one of us? 
they're all like literally none of them are even true they're also like i've heard that i was like dating people that i've literally never met like oh this one this one account like tried to become it was like they wanted to be that account so they made a new one it was like it was like some stupid and they some guy i guess submitted that he was dating me they were like olivia o'brien has secret boyfriend in seattle and his name is blah, blah blah and like they kept submitting things about it and this person just kept posting it and it was like yeah like I, and then someone else was like actually i don't know if they dated like i just know that he like wore her merch and like listened to her music a lot <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> what is this that, you're, thank you for reminding me of that that was a good one it was crazy like they kept saying that i was dating this man in seattle and then my whole album was about him oh. <laughs> never met him don't know who that is so hollow rumors to take up space on the internet Zach Sang Show. Yo, beautiful human message and data rates may apply. Are you thinking about going back to school? If you are, you should ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have credits that need to come with you? Credits that need to be transferred? And do you want to earn a highly respected degree from a world-renowned university? If you, beautiful human, have answered yes to any of those questions, ASU could be the school for you. Arizona State University, online degrees. They're offering over 200 100 highly ranked degree programs, 100% online. You're going to learn the same curriculum designed by their very highly respected staff from your house. You're going to earn the same degree as a student that is studying on campus, but you're going to do it from your house, totally on your schedule. Plus, they're accepting most transfer credits. ASU online degrees are real. And if you want to learn more, text my name, Zach, to 35517. Discover for yourself why ASU online is ranked number one for innovation for the last five years and why 90% of ASU grads are either recruited or offered a job within 90 days of graduation. Learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To find out more about ASU online programs, just text my name, Zach, to 35517. Zach Sang Show. It also seems like a lot of these pages are obsessed with plastic surgery mm-hmm. and rumors. How do you feel about those? Like, do you feel like people should have to, like, announce or admit if they got it or not? I don't think – so the way that I view it, obviously, like, I've been very vocal about, like, my nose job and stuff. I think that if you want to talk about it, go ahead. But if you're uncomfortable talking about it, don't say, I'm natural. I've never had anything done. Like, just don't say anything at all. Like, if you don't want to talk about it, just don't talk about it. But to go to actively, like, lie and be like, I've actually never had anything done is a little, a little crazy to me. Because I'm like, why are you, like, I just can't bring myself to, like, genuinely just, like, lie. I don't know. Yeah, but people do it. And I feel like, uh, you know. You probably know a few people who, who actively lie about yeah. that and other things, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like that's just LA and, and this, the industry, the entertainment industry, everyone. But and, and you can also look at it as like, if someone's being like pestered and bullied into like admitting they got something done, I'm like, I don't know. It's, I feel like people should want to come out about it on their own terms, you know? Totally. Because it's, I mean, it's a big deal. It's And it's personal. It's super yeah, personal. A lot of times people getting work done, it's because of insecurity. A hundred percent. By the way, new hair, new you. Yes. <laughs> I love it. The bangs are not from mental illness. They're just from boredom. <laughs> but, but, but the uh, blonde comes from what? Because it is, I mean. Also boredom. <laughs> just looking I would, for a change. Yeah, I was in quarantine and I, my hair was like light purple, but it was fading. And I was like, I'm so bored. I've had purple hair for like, I don't even know, like two years and or longer. Like I've, I've been in and out of having purple hair for like probably like four years. Um, and I was like, I looked up how to get color out of my hair with some weird concoction. I mix like baking soda, dish soap, shampoo, and developer and all this weird stuff. And I put it in my hair for 30 minutes and I was blonde. And it was wow. pretty sick. I was just like, I'm bored and I want to dye my hair, but I don't want to dye it purple. And that's the only other thing I can do is take the color out. So I did it. That concoction sounds really safe to put on your scalp. Um, uh, good to know that. Was that the end result or did you have to dye a blonde? Are you naturally blonde? No, this, so my hair was bleached underneath from under the purple. So when I, when I took the color out, it was this color. Are you over the whole purple thing? I mean, purple is always going to be my favorite color. Sorry, my dog is literally playing with his toy right around the computer. We hear some weird noises. You mean the serial um, killer dog? The dog that kills other yes. murderers? Yes. For justice? <laughs> um, what was I saying? Purple. Yeah, I'm not over purple. Okay. It'll always be my favorite color. It's been my favorite color since I was 
literally like in the womb. But I'm definitely over having purple hair because it's just, I can't wear every single outfit I want to wear. Like you have to be, I don't know. And I also, I just get bored. That's why I had purple hair in the first place because I was so bored of having like normal colored hair. But now I'm bored of having purple hair because I've had purple hair for so long. I'll probably, who knows, maybe I'll go back. I just, I just, I'm constantly craving weird changes and that's why, I don't know. You can do whatever you want. It's like a freaking blank canvas. Was it, speaking of blind cam- canvas, Zach hung up hung up that purple sheet just for you. No, I, I love it. No, he didn't. I made it. Wasn't that just up. for you, but it, you know, thank you for complimenting. <laughs> no, it was. It was just live. Uh, <laughs> oh, Twitter. So we have these problems with Instagram. We have a Instagram account. We we clearly aren't liking the Instagram energy and culture, but yet we get rid of Twitter. Explain that to me. Well, no, because Instagram, like, like I'm not looking at that account, like. I, I'm not seeing it. I don't see it. Beyond her. that, we're down know. with Instagram. We're what? We're down with Instagram. We like yeah. it. Healthy place. Yeah. I'm, the thing with Instagram is you can delete comments. You can delete DMs. Like, I can block an account and, like, not see it. On Twitter, like, even if I block the account that tweeted something, like, I might see, like, the replies to it or something. You know, like, yeah. people just go – and people are just meaner on Twitter because I feel like they just – it's more of, like, a – a platform for like speaking and like saying your opinions because it's obviously just words it's i mean you can post photos but it's not a photo thing so people get a lot more bold on there and i just there's something there's just something about twitter i think i've just gotten to the point where i associate it with me being depressed for some reason and every time i get twitter again i'm like (sighs) i i get it it is overwhelming that's a lot twitter is a scary place with cancel culture these days oof well every Every single day, a new, like, five people have been getting canceled. Exactly. There was just five today. There was five yesterday. It just never ends. And my thing with that is, like, everybody has said something dumb. We've all said dumb shit. I can't go on and cancel someone because then somebody could go cancel me, and then I could probably cancel you, and we could all cancel each other at the end of the day. You just have to, like I, – I think people just have to really think about, like, okay, is this person a bad person, or did they make a mistake? That's what you – like, because, yeah, there are people that, are, that have done, like, messed up stuff that you can't forgive. There are definitely people that deserve to be whatever canceled, but there are majority of people that get canceled if they've, if they've done like one or two things and they said something and they really genuinely apologize. I think if you genuinely see what you did wrong, you shouldn't be canceled. Like that doesn't, that's just like, that, that's not productive. That's just like saying, oh no, you can actually never come back from it because you're a bad person. They're just going to go and like do that again. Whereas if you say, I forgive you, then they're going to, like learn how to be a better person and try to not make those mistakes again and make the, be a better person for the world in general, you know? Totally. Forgiveness needs to come only after accountability. And I think every case is different. Every human being is different. Um, but there's, there's a lot of it going on. And, yeah. and a lot of people are going through people's past and they're digging up stuff that exists. You had an ex-boyfriend who I believe was in one of the people that like was in the middle of all of this. Yeah, the the Trisha's story where she posted every single thing. She but another thing is she she got my she's got his age wrong. She said he was thirty when we dated and he was twenty seven, which I mean not that big of a difference, but also I was eighteen. It was not like it was anything illegal, which was like I was like, Whoa. She like said that she used that as like a thing to cancel him. I was like, I don't think that's eh, whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, facts matter and she got the facts wrong, right? So the age does matter and you were eighteen, so it wasn't I don't know. I that and the whole group. I, I there's a lot of people across yeah. the board. It's not just him. It's it's. Oh, her, there was there was a lot that I saw, and I was just like, "Did you watch the Trisha Instagram story?" Yeah, I because I because I was told they were like, "Oh, you're on it. Like, watch it. Like, someone she mentions your name." I was like, "What? Like, what did I do?" And then I went and saw that it was that. And but it was interesting because I hadn't seen any of that stuff I didn't know about any of that stuff and I I, like obviously I'm friends with those people like I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it it's not like my job to be the person that forgives them because I'm not the person that they offended you know so yeah like I mean Dan did you watch the Trisha Paytas story no I I stopped watching all these canceling things because there's too many to keep up with like you said it's every day there's five I just can't keep up I just kind of look at the headline and move on now what Trisha say she just posted a whole Instagram story with like a bunch of slides about like all the like things that the vlog squad have done that they should deserve to be canceled like she hit every single member people texted me about it what'd you do I don't know people are just keeping me in the loop I guess I wasn't I wasn't involved I wasn't named in this 
They just want to make sure you saw it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm out of it. They were just like, you need to see this. Need some thoughts. Who was this 27-year-old that was not 30? My, my ex. Oh, Todd? Mm-hmm. So they tried to cancel you guys because Todd was 27 dating you who was 18? That was like one of her points that she made. She was like, also, Toddy Smith was 30 when he dated 18-year-old Olivia O'Brien. I'm like, well, he was 27. Also, 18 is legal. It's, you can't, I'm going to cancel someone for that. Like, there's reasons know. to cancel people. People do some real bad stuff. But a majority of what you see is like, like you said, it was a dumb comment. It was a mistake. You learn from it and you don't do it again. Dan, Dan feels very passionate about this. He might need to chase her. No, whenever I get on cancel culture, I just go off. So I'm trying to contain myself. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> relaxed. I am. I'm very relaxed. You're too relaxed. Uh, Jocelyn is one of my favorite songs that we're playing on the radio, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited. It's weird because, like, having a song that's like that I'm supposed to like be pushing right now during everything going on in the world. It's very like some days I'll wake up and like, I'll hear about a new like horrible thing that happened. And I'm like crying. Like I, yesterday I ugly cried in my bathtub for like 20 minutes after watching the video of the uh, police, like raiding uh, the Elijah McClain violin vigil in riot gear and like tear gassing people. I literally was like, this is so horrible. I started crying for 20 minutes in my bathtub and my manager was like, Hey, can you post about Jocelyn? I was like, I like screamed at him. I was like, there are bigger things. There are people dying. Like things are happening. And he was like, okay, like call me tomorrow. But what you're saying is hundred percent the truth. Like, and even today, as I see new drama emerge from this YouTube world, and all I can think is this is petty nonsense compared to the fact that uh, the men who murdered Breonna Taylor have still not been arrested. And most, huh. I think two of them still haven't even been fired, right? It's yeah. crazy. It's like, so gross. Everything in comparison is should should not even be it it's hard it's hard to make everything else a thing when we're battling great systemic racism and at the same time battling a pandemic that is going to shape our country forever it's crazy it's literally the craziest so like some days i'll wake up and i'm like okay i'm fine like i'm gonna post some stuff today and like be normal and then other days i'm like i literally cannot post anything i am going to sit in my room and cry for five hours and whatever but it's like, you, I, I still have a career. I still have to, you know, keep trying to live my life normally, even because there's always going to be bad stuff happening, which is so sad and frustrating. But like, there just is like, you have to figure out how to like balance. Like, obviously, you should always care about that stuff. But like, I still do need to like, be normal right now. Totally. At least as normal as I can possibly be. So. And by the way, it is like a balance. And I think that's what everybody wants, right? Like, or, or people should want is a dose of education and a dose of awareness with the same and equal that with a little bit of escape and a little bit of uh, levity, you know? Yeah. It's crazy out there. Please be safe. Wear a mask. Are you wearing a mask, Olivia O'Brien? I am wearing a mask. What does your mask look like? I have multiple. I got, I have a denim one that's super cute. I have just like a plain black one that I always keep in my purse. That's like my classic go-to. Um, I have one that's like a blue sky. That one's like cute when I'm trying to like match it with my outfit. I have one with a butterfly on it. Well, I have a cheetah print silk one. Haven't worn it yet, but really excited to. Wow. I feel like that's a special mask for a special occasion. It is. It's fancy. You don't just whip that out. Like that's a, that's like an event mask. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan, do you have as many mask options? Yeah, I got like two or three. Not very exciting. I got a black one and then these these little blue ones. But, you know, they do the job. Classic. Pre- pretty exciting. Olivia, question for you. What made you want to do a remix for Jocelyn? Um, my label said, we need to make another Jocelyn. And I said, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. No, but I, uh, are you talking about the 24K Golden one? Yes. I love him. He is literally such a little sweetheart and I'm obsessed with his music. So like, I obviously, if I'm going to make a remix, I want the person that I, that does it to be someone that I'm a fan of. And I'm like, I just love him. He's the best. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't like it, but I just think the regular song was so good. Like you didn't need to do anything to it. Thank you. I mean, I think that the version that's like going out to like radio and all of that is my version, but we just wanted like. I think they just want to put as much like content related to Jocelyn as they can out there for people to like absorb so that they can stay interested. Um, but you know, it's all, it's, I think it's, 
I, I'm like, I want to put out new stuff, right? I don't want to put out another another remix. I, there's because that there, we have that remix, and then we have like actual like remixes being made and stuff like that, like of like more electronic, whatever. I don't know. I have no honestly. I, I have no idea what's going on. What about like uh maybe like a uh, a duet? You know? A duet. I don't know. I'm, tr- I'm trying to come up with creative ways to keep to keep it moving, right? Isn't that what your label's doing? You're just trying to figure out m- a, a ton of ways to keep fueling the Jocelyn fire because it deserves. To yeah, keep going. someone. I posted. I reposted on my story yesterday. Some uh, like a fan account, I think, posted a screenshot. And it was like all the different Jocelyns. There was like 40, and they were like, "My music taste is very diverse," or something like that. <laughs> it's just all the different <laughs> versions of Jocelyn. I'm like, it made me realize, wow, there are so many. When am I going to release a different song? Was there? Do you have new music ready? Oh, I have, I have so many songs, well, so many songs. Well, you had a ton when we, for, when we last hung out, like, mm-hmm. yeah. and I believe that was either right when this last EP came out, right? Or right before? Uh, I think it was like right before, but I think it aired after it came out. Yeah, pro- okay. That, but like, it's been a while. So yeah. you had new music then. Do we have new, new music now? Well, we pushed back my, so I was supposed to put out another micro mixtape yes. before Coachella. It was going to be a whole thing. Oh um, yeah. And obviously Coachella didn't happen and tour was postponed and all of everything in the world. So we just didn't think it was the right time to put out another thing. And then Jocelyn started taking off. So then they were like, okay, let's wait. Cause we want to focus on this. And then we were going to put out another song. I just had like a one, like a, just a single, it wasn't necessarily like a, a single single. It was just one song that I would put out. We got the cover art ready. We got it mastered and everything and it's fully ready to go. But we just kept pushing it back because they want to focus on Jocelyn and release more versions of Jocelyn. <laughs> putting out a new song. There's the, the, last, <laughs> the last seven things uploaded to your YouTube channel are all different versions of Jocelyn. <laughs> you know what? Stop bullying me. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Was was it was it easy to make this radio version of Jocelyn though? Because I was confused how you were gonna do it. Like, what were you gonna say instead of head? I literally thought that we were just gonna bleep them out. I was like, "There's no way." Like, I just I have no. You have no creative energy for this. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I think I saw someone like on TikTok say like with Jocelyn or something. Cause that's what it's hope that it was worth it with Jocelyn. I think I saw someone on TikTok say that like when they were trying to sing a queen version or something. And I was like, that works. And then I, and I went and I think I, I recorded that. And then like later I was like, wait, I, I cause I was going to have them bleep out the other cuss words. And I was like, I, after I'd fully recorded it and everything, I went home and I was like, wait, I actually have an idea for everything else now. And then I had to end up, I ended up re-recording it like a couple of times because I kept coming up with new ideas. Like I thought that I couldn't, I was, I was actually on the phone with my manager and I was like, I guess we could say like, I don't know what, like in, in your bed. And then I was like, duh, that works. <laughs> like I, I, it was the weirdest thing. I like kept thinking that I couldn't figure it out. And then I would just figure it out. Whatever. And, and you took numerous trips to the studio to get it done, but it was worth yeah. it. I did, but yeah, it was, it was worth it. And I'm surprised it actually like sounds normal. Like a lot of times clean mm-hmm. versions, I'll make it and be like, this does not sound right. I hate this, but I don't actually mind the Jocelyn Queen version. No, by the way, I think it flows perfectly. And and like it's weird when I first listened to it, I couldn't even tell. Like it just kind of, you know what I mean? It was one of those. Yeah, that's the goal, right? But it's funny because we had to, we really had to change so much of it. I'm just like, whatever. That's my problem. Like I can't not say cuss words in my songs. Like it's really bad. Well, be, it, there's a balance between being exactly who you are, a genuine you, and also making that you commercial yeah definitely. mainstream have you been i mean really you've been sitting on an ep is that fair to say yeah and and a lot more i just i i have so many songs i have so many songs not all of them are necessarily ready to be released but i'm constantly also like with the idea of micro mixtapes i'm constantly like wait this song and this song could go together. Like the other day I was driving and I was just like, I haven't listened to my own music in a while. Like I'm going to listen and see if I like have new opinions on anything or if I want to like go back and change anything. So I was listening to like my Dropbox of my unreleased music and I listened to these two songs and I was like, wait, these would go perfect together and I would call it this. And I like pulled over to the side of the road and like wrote it in my notes and like wrote this whole thing down about it. And I'm like, why am I even doing this? Like this probably isn't going to come out like this or whatever. Like I'm always, I'm always finding out new ways like to put 
my songs I have into new micro mixtapes and then I get really excited about it and then like I just want to put out new music when I make it it's I'm just it's a mess it's a mess up here yeah but I understand that right because it's so reflective of who you are and what you are then and and in the now so you just want to get it out there what but when you take those notes and you kind of put put the EP together like that why wouldn't it go forward with your plan I mean you'd have to pitch it to the label I guess yeah like we just have Right now, like, I know the next song coming out and I know the next micro mixtape coming out and it's all gonna come. They just keep pushing it back. So, like, I have to wait until that comes out and then I have to wait as, mm-hmm. you know, you just, I, the timing of everything is just super weird. I wish that it wasn't like that. I wish I could just put stuff out whenever. But also, if I did that, then I'd probably put stuff out and then regret it, like, six months later because <laughs> I didn't, like, you know, I, I, I want to really take my time and make sure that it, I'm putting out the right things. Yeah, you don't want music on top of music, especially if things hit, you know? And yeah. it took Jocelyn, Jocelyn a second, right, before, like, everybody, everybody, at least on the label, got hella excited about it. Yeah, definitely. But I'm, I'm glad that I have them. Like, I think me and my label kind of balance each other out because I obviously have all these, like, crazy ideas, and they're there to be like, okay, chill out, maybe not this. Um, but then sometimes I am right about some things and they're not right about some things. And whenever it turns, like I said that Jocelyn was going to be the song. They thought that my song wasn't on my head was going to do better than Jocelyn. And I was like, no, it's going to be Jocelyn. Just wait. And then it happened. And now I'm like, listen to me, <laughs> but they, they're right about like most things. That's like pretty rare that I was right over them. But yeah. What was it about that. Jocelyn that you knew or that you heard that nobody else did? Um, just my friends like loved it. It was my like favorite when I played it for my friends, they were like, I love this song. This is it. Any person that I played the three songs in that micro mixtape for were like, this is my favorite one. Jocelyn is it like, this is the best one. And I was like, I agree. And I'm glad that you agree with me because I think that that's what's going to happen. And then my label, I think my label didn't think that it would be able to be commercialized because of how like inappropriate. (laughs) So maybe that's why they didn't think, I don't know wrong the kids they want to do the dance <laughs> very true it's wild you'll probably get canceled in the future because you have young kids doing inappropriate dances it's not that inappropriate i'm, I'm just kidding that. that's just how the internet works <laughs> yeah. manifest it can you do the dance though daniel do you know the moves uh, uh no i don't i'll have to yeah. learn it how long did it take you to learn that me yeah um well i i mean i so Who i invented it complicated story i like a long time before it actually like started doing anything i was like guys like i want someone to make a jocelyn tiktok dance like that would be so cute so then people started like making them here and there and then um i was like there's i got to the point where i I didn't pick one and i was like there's so many now i'm just gonna go through and find my favorite moves and just combine them so i went and i found like all my favorite like versions of it and then i put them all into one and then kind of like added my own stuff because you know i'm a professional tiktoker now <laughs> oh sorry so, <laughs> so i put them all together and then yeah it was it it didn't take that long honestly so that's a good idea like so you essentially like formed like the transformer of tiktok dances by taking the best parts of everybody's and then making making this this iconic move and then when addison did it she did it like in her own way too which is so much better than mine I'm like why didn't i think of that so it's like you can kind of do whatever you want you know yeah do you look to people like that to set the tone because she knows i mean who knows tiktok dances better than her true um i mean yeah i i feel like i just kind of knew like the classic like moves that like all tiktok dances are like 10 different moves in different order like that's they're all really similar um and then every couple months like a new move will be added and then every single dance that's out at that time like has that one move in it um but yeah it's it's not too hard to catch on to some it's there's some some moves that are kind of hard to do like the throwing it back you know that takes some practice you got to really really learn and i mean i've been trying to get dan to become a tiktok dancer for since the app started and what you're saying is what i've been trying to convey to him is that these moves are easy they do get updated every few months and it's like you only got to pick up one new move every few months like if you could do one you can pretty much do all of them and Dan's claimed for a very long time that he's wanted to be like a boy bander. Really? That was my dream growing up. Yeah, to be in a boy band, but I think the time has come and gone. Well, you know, you could be in a man band. I could be in a man band. That's true. <laughs> that 
so scary. That literally sounds scary. Yeah, but Dan's not really a man either, so he needs to be somewhere in between, like, young adult. Well, that, that's where I'm at with TikTok. You know, like, I'm not young enough where it's cool and hip, and I'm not old enough where it's, like, kind of funny that this old guy's doing it. I'm in this place where it's, like, who's this loser trying to be relevant? Yeah, but it's, like, you know, TikTok is ageless, I like to think. Wow. Very well said. Gives me a lot of confidence. <laughs> well, it, I mean, I even feel old on there sometimes. I'm 20 and I'm like, wait, all these, because sometimes my For You page will just be like all these kids being like, when your parents won't let you, whatever. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I haven't lived with my parents since I was 16. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah. Dan, I think you had the moves to really shine, but maybe your time has passed. You know, I you're going to have to wait for the next platform to come. I think it's come and gone. I'm getting old. I'm getting up there. I can't believe you're only 20. When do you turn 21? November. Hopefully, I mean, I don't, at this rate, at the rate that we're going, I don't think the pandemic will be over anytime soon, but no. maybe it'll be over by my birthday and I can go to Vegas or something. Uh, Vegas is open, but you don't want to go. Oh, never mind. Then it's probably definitely infected. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's something up there. I mean, let's be real. Are you really worried about being infected? I just saw there was a birthday party the other night where everyone was together. Well, all of our friends, like, most of us have been tested, like, multiple times. Like, my friend Stoss literally got tested, like, seven billion times. Like, she literally gets tested every week. She's, like, crazy about it. Uh, and we all wear masks walking in, and it was just, like, it was just our friends that we've, like, been around. Which I, but also, but after that, I saw that all the, like, numbers and stuff are going up. So I decided to go back into quarantine, and I'm not going anywhere and not going to restaurants or anything because I am just, I'm like, this is just stupid. It's not worth it. And, like, it's just putting everything back. So your I'm friend, back in quarantine. Your friends are in, like, this upper echelon of society where they have their own concierge doctors that come to their house and give them their own COVID tests. I'm sure she's been – all your friends have been tested for COVID for months now because they're, they're a part of the elite group that has had personal access to these tests. Um, and, yeah, so they I, – I, Dan, they might be the safest people, you know? truthfully it's crazy to say but like i don't know about that but i like in a lot of whenever like we do go places like it's it's just us there like it wasn't like there was no yeah. one other than our friends like they they shut it i don't know they shut it down or they mm. bought it like, uh, they probably purchased <laughs> i don't i don't know but yeah i just uh we had a couple birthdays like in the past month and i was i've been like doing that but i'm just over i just can't anymore and i want to go back into sessions and in order to do sessions like i have to not have any um, and I also like want to hang out with my dad. Like I can't really, like I'm, I don't, if, I, if I'm even like slightly exposed, possibly, I don't want to see my dad and like, that's not fun for me. So I'm going back into not seeing anyone. And also like, I have to get, I'm going to get tested like a bunch of times before I start going into sessions again. Cause I don't want to like get producers sick. Like that would, I would literally feel so bad. Will you do zoom sessions? Have you done those? I, I'm so opposed to doing Zoom sessions. I don't know why. I haven't even tried it. Like, I don't even want to try for some reason. I don't know what it is about. I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, it just seems so impersonal. Like, I like to be there with people and feel like the energy of the situation. And like, I haven't been inspired at all during all this. So I've been literally sitting at home, like, not be like, I'll try to write and I just literally can't. So I'm like, if just because I'm Zooming with someone, will that make me more inspired? Probably not. I need to get out and go to like a new environment. And like, I don't know. I feel it. I, I'm telling you, I was very much opposed to doing these Skype Zoom interviews at first because it's like it, it, it's not the exact same thing as a session, but you like to feel somebody's energy and their presence. And, you know, yeah. there's it's just a different thing. It's just it, you're never going to be able to duplicate humans sharing a room together over a screen. It's just not going to be possible. And some things that require human beings to be vulnerable and to open up and to create art. Like I get it. Like you kind of need to be with somebody like you, you read things differently when you're in, in a room with someone. Yeah, definitely. And there's also like, I'm sure there, I think there's like softwares that you can like connect headphones to and it's like real time. So there's no delay, but like there's a delay over zoom. So like, how do you talk? To, are you like, I, I don't know. I just don't even know how like logistically it would work to write a song over Zoom. And I'm sure I could figure it out if I wanted to, but I just don't want to. <laughs> You're just going to wait until people could be together again. Yes, exactly. And like if I get tested and the people I'm working with get tested and we're, we don't have it and don't see anyone between them, I'm like, okay. Yeah. How many songs are you sitting on? Like just waiting in queue to be released? 
Well, the ones that are like actually fully mixed, mastered, and ready, I only have three uh, that are like fully, fully, like we could literally release them tomorrow if we wanted to. Um, and cover art, everything's done. Mm-hmm. But in my drop box, I have like a oh. hundred. <laughs> you have a hundred songs chilling in your drop box. Yeah. Giddy up. But like not all of them are like good enough to be put out. Some of them are really bad, but that's fine. Well, on May 26th, you said you wrote a lot of poems. Is it hard to turn those poems into lyrics? Yeah, for some reason, I don't know why. I just feel like when I write something as a poem, it's really hard. I mean, it depends because sometimes I can totally do that. And other times I feel like when I'm trying to transfer it over, it just for some reason doesn't read, especially like, I don't know. So like sometimes I'll end up changing like the cadence and the words of it, but like keeping the same idea. But to transfer it like exactly how it is, for some reason, it's just really hard for my brain to go from like the way I like say a poem into like the way I would sing it. That makes sense. But what are you writing these poems about? I wrote a poem earlier this year about iced tea. Everybody thought it was really good. About what? Iced tea. Oh, cool. That's yeah. Do, do you want to hear it? Interesting. Yeah. Go do your poem right now. Okay. Cool. Do you have a poem that we can go poem for poem? Sure. Let me find one. All right. Do you want me to go first or second? You can go first. Okay. Hold on. Find her. Is everybody excited for this or we feel oh. awkward? Uh, no, no, no. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for it. Um, I okay. feel awkward for you. Yes, Dan. Oh, no. I definitely feel awkward for myself. Are you ready? <laughs> no, I wish I had my bongos. I would have broken them out. Slam poetry sesh. All right. Olivia, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this is called That's Refreshing, an original poem by Dan Zolot. Don't laugh. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's very serious. A nice tall glass, a late summer afternoon. The ice starts to melt. The sun will be gone soon. The sips get sweeter, but not as you think. The tea is unsweetened, but it's life that's the drink. My cup starts to sweat like tears of joy from my eye. Happy tears, of course. No sad tears to cry. One slice of lemon, a little sliver of the sun. Don't be sad when it's empty. Be happy it's done. Kicked back in a recliner. No need for stressing. Ah, yes. Now that is refreshing. That's a lot happier than any poem I think I've ever written in my entire life. The poem that I just pulled up is literally about dying. (laughs) I don't know if I want to ruin the mood. No, no, I think you should. I think you should. I don't know. It's going to be a very big mood shift. I guess I could laugh while I say it and pretend that it's um, not happening. Wait, my computer's about to die, so I'm going to text my roommate to bring me my charger one sec. Wow, Dan, that was something. Thank you. You really sold it, you know? I always get so nervous when I read it. I don't know why. I'm, like, very impressed. Thank you. I'm a big fan of iced tea and lemonade, so I just, that was my inspiration for it. (laughs) <laughs> couldn't tell um do you think that poem has the makings of a song olivia i don't uh, i'll be honest maybe like a children's song <laughs> <laughs> you know me i'm all about the kids <laughs> well you do love tiktok so <sighs> anyway so you know it's fun when we hang out with you i always feel like we're such good friends but we barely even know each other yeah no i don't even know you <laughs> i don't know you very well either that's, that's the fun of it <laughs> thank you uh, <laughs> or maybe plug it in back there. You can go. You can go into the frame. I have my. This is Drew. Plugging my computer in. Hi, Drew. Hey, Drew. <laughs> All right. Drew, you missed a really great poem by Dan. He wrote, he wrote a poem about iced tea. Oh wow! They asked me to do a poem too, and I, the poem I pulled up is literally this. Oh, you about that? <laughs> it's just like life is so happy. I drink iced tea, and mine is like I'm gonna die. That's crazy. <laughs> On brand, very on brand. Do you actually want me to read this? Yeah, please share your art. (laughs) So dark, okay. I I literally can't even read the first line. Okay. Everyone I love is going to die, including me. That's life. I worry about it constantly while no one else thinks twice. Why does no one talk about it? Am I the only one who cares? Is everyone suppressing their feelings or are they just unaware? Why am I always thinking about this? Am I insane what's the point of life if it just always ends the same i know that i can't stop it and i shouldn't worry about what i can't change but i never asked to be born into this world so full of pain i don't want to die but i don't want to live forever 
work to stay alive, you work and work and then you die. Somebody help me understand how this makes sense. Is there a plan? Am I doing something wrong? Am I living right? The thought of something up keeps me awake at night. That was a real poem. Bravo. That can be a thought. Uh, um, what? <laughs> that could easily be a song and definitely has more potential than Dan's poem to be a song. That was great. What, what are you going through? I feel through like it's when, really dark though. Yeah, but what are you going through like when you write that? Um, I don't know. I've, I've, I go in and out of, I, I, I think it's called like death anxiety where you just like worry about like dying and I don't know. I, I, I first got it when I was in high school um, when I was like probably 16 and then like I'll go for like a year and not have it and then like it'll randomly come back when I like go through something um, and like sometimes when I'm at home by myself I'll just be like like it's like consumes my thoughts like thinking about like really dark things that I just can't control um, and then I just try to write about it when I can but sometimes it's like I just want to distract myself from it because I feel like that's the only way there's no answer so just when, when you're going down that path with your brain when you're thinking about that stuff there's no end in sight. There's no answer. Nobody knows what's going to happen to you. The future is always uncertain and no one knows what happens when you die. So the point of like, there's no point of thinking about that stuff, if it makes sense. Yeah, because there's nobody really knows. Exactly. But and is this, are you thinking of death though, like as in yourself or people close to you or just death in general? Myself, everyone else. I think I'm, I've always been afraid of like just things ending. I'm a very sentimental person. Like, like, when I would like change schools or move houses, I would be very, very upset. Like it's, even when I was a little kid, like when I would, my family would move, I literally would cry. And like, I like my dad wanted to sell his car once and I wrote my name on the top of the car in pencil. Like I thought that wouldn't come out for some reason. And I was like, no, you can't sell it. It has my name on it. Like I used to just be very, like I'm just very, very sentimental. And I don't like when things come to an end or or change like I, I I'm always craving like little changes like I always change my hair but when it comes to big things yeah. I just I just hate when things end and change so I think it it's more of in a from a sentimental point of view of like the person that I am because obviously I mean I believe I'm very spiritual so I believe that your energy never really dies but just the the human being that I am living in right now is my soul's living in like not existing I'm, it's like a weird sentimental attachment thing to it, if that makes sense. When people die, I personally feel like you just die. But I also like the idea of reincarnation, that you kind of come back as something else. You enjoy yeah. the idea? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like to think, you know, you start off as some single-celled organism, then you die and become a ladybug, then you become a, maybe a rabbit, then you become a tiger, and now you're a human. And right now, we don't know what's next. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, but something about that, the idea of reincarnating as another human terrifies me because I'm like, I don't want to go through life again. I don't want to go through like growing up and all that stuff. I don't know. I try not to, again, like I try to kind of not think about it. Like I'll write something about it and then push it to the back of my mind because there's no, there's just no point in me dwelling on something that I will never have the answers to. But um, does writing about it help you not dwell on it? Writing about it, it just helps me put my thoughts down so that they can exist there and not in my head anymore. Because I, I, that's why I like writing because there's so much going on in my head all the time. Like it's actually overwhelming sometimes. And it's like, it's really hard for me to meditate. I've been trying to like meditate a lot lately and it's just really hard for me to just clear my mind. So I like to write everything that I'm thinking down kind of like, um, like a, a flow of consciousness, stream of consciousness just write it all down how I'm feeling and then it's out of my brain. I've got just, just to know that it exists somewhere that I don't have to keep thinking about it to like keep the thoughts present. If that makes sense. I totally get that. Do you write by hand or do you type? I type. I'm a big typer. I feel like I can't write as fast as I'm thinking, but I can probably type as fast as I'm thinking. What keyboard you got? You got a good keyboard? No, I write like I literally write in my notes on my phone. Oh, on your like the thumbs I'm trying yeah. to find the right keyboard for my computer. This, this Apple one is trash. That's interesting that one, you're a typer, not a writer, but two, I, you know, I, that makes a lot of sense though. You need to write something to get it out of your head and move on or digest or inspect. And mm -hmm. do they usually- and I feel like part of the- Sorry, you go. Say what? Oh, um, I, I, I feel like part of the reason that I like to write stuff down is because when I'm thinking about stuff, I almost like want to keep thinking about it so that I don't forget about it. Like I'll have like a- and I'm like, oh, like I have to remember this. And then I keep thinking about that. Then I'll think about something else. And then I have like eight thoughts in my head at one time. And I'm like, okay, I need to remember all of these things. And it's so much easier to just write them down instead of just. I don't know. 
do they come out as notes or poems? Um, some like I have, so I have like different folders in my phone cause I keep everything in here. So my, like I, these are like my diary entries here. Like that they're more like, like I have like, um, like big, big poems and stuff and or not poems, big paragraphs and like stories oh, wow. and, uh, that kind of stuff. And then here is like all my songs and poems and, and things like that, ideas like that. So it just depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to write a poem about this. And other times I'm like, I just need to get my thoughts out and write like a novel. And you got to back that up. Imagine losing all that. Oh, I have, trust me. I have it like double backed up. We're good. That would freak me out. But also like, what if I had it all on paper and it was in my house and like something happened to my house, like it right. like burned out. Something. No, you're, you're, you're totally right. But you got to back up on backup on backup on backup. Exactly. Daniel Zolod, I'm sure you have notes just like that. Very deep, very detailed, very long form notes. No, I was telling you guys recently, I bought a notebook because I watch a lot of stuff and I can't retain the information. So now I write it down by hand because that makes it easy to remember. Wait, what? So you're watching TV shows and then you take notes on them? No, you ever like watch a YouTube video or documentary and you want to remember some of the facts and you you just can't. So I write them down now because then it kind of drills it in your brain. That's really smart, actually. Yeah. I I just yeah, it helps, you, it helps you memorize stuff if you write it down. Because if you're just watching it, it's like going in your eyes and in your ears and then right out. But if you write it down, it kind of sticks in your head. Would you like to share anything that you've learned recently? Well, last night I was learning about the Starry Night. Of Total course. Fact. Well, he killed himself a year after he wrote it. And this is a beautiful painting, but he wrote it from an insane asylum. There's nothing beautiful about it other than actually looking at it. You know, it's, it's just there's a crazy story about it. But I didn't know all this stuff. So I was writing little notes down. So now I kind of remember them. Damn, I didn't know that either. He he did it from an insane asylum? He checked himself into an asylum. I think it was right after he kind of cut his ear off. Um, yeah, and then... If I cut my he, ear off, I'd probably, like, turn myself into an insane asylum as well. Exactly. But then, you know, you can get a beautiful painting out of it. Mm-hmm. So, that, just things like that. But that is the truth. Like, in distressing uh, situations, great art could really emerge. Yeah. I mean, it's what I write all of my stuff about. Not, not, nothing's quite to that level. Obviously, I have yet to reach whatever that level is. You'll have your sorry night, you know. Give me time. <laughs> that poem was pretty dark, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm headed there. Yeah. <laughs> that poem was really good, but it was very dark. But also very truthful and honest, and I appreciated it very much. Thanks for sharing. Of course. Uh, final I don't want to bring the mood down, but... but yeah, I mean, it's hard to follow a poem about iced tea. <laughs> I was like, as he was saying it, I was like, this compared to my poem is like day and night. (laughs) Do we have any final thoughts here? Ricky Sanchez, Dan Zolot, what are we thinking? Yeah, I mean, I'm curious what you're doing to keep yourself mentally healthy because I know at the very beginning of quarantine, you were saying that you're depressed and sad and you were very vocal about that. And now you said you're going to start quarantining all over again. Yeah, um, honestly manifestation has really really helped me lately i've been like my entire tiktok for you page is like all these people talking about manifestation and like affirmations and scripting and different ways that you can manifest things into your life um so i've just been really really trying to focus on positive thoughts but then again my my problem is if i'm always thinking super positively how am i going to write songs because that's not what i write about um so there's always that battle with me which is like kind of annoying because they say that like you manifest like the law of attraction, everything that you think about can become your reality. So if I'm always thinking mm-hmm. about negative thoughts, then I'm attracting the negative energy into my life. But I want to write about my negative thoughts. So it's, it's weird. I'm trying to create some kind of balance where I can still write how I'm feeling about things. And then after that, push that to the side and then go and still have like positive thoughts about myself and about life and all that. So I'm, I'm really trying to work on myself and finding that balance. Oh, I, I, I feel that though, because by the way, you crave the negativity because that's what produces art and art produces your music and your purpose essentially and all this stuff. Um, yeah. But negativity is negativity, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it could be unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But, but then if you change what fuels your art, right? Like maybe, maybe you can make songs about iced tea and the sun and, and the lemons. Hopefully one day I get there, but, and I'm, I'm trying to also branch out with my writing and try to write about things that aren't gonna, like, that I don't need to destroy my life to write about, so. Would you ever write about somebody else's story? I've tried to write about other people's stories, but I, I've found that it's only really easy for me to do that if the person is someone that's very close to me and I have a personal connection to their story, because the way that I started writing, it's just because I 
like it's I write about how I feel it's my therapy like it genuinely is my therapy so I have to kind of learn and teach myself how to write about something that's not like just me speaking from my heart but I'm I'm learning I'm trying but it's do you see being able to write a song like a muscle kind of I like when I'm when I'm in when I'm like doing a bunch of sessions and I'm kind of like I've hit like a stride with it I've it becomes more of like I think of it more as a skill rather than as therapy um like when I'm sometimes I go on like pop binges where I'm like I'm just gonna write a bunch of pop songs and they don't really have to have super like intense meanings um so I do I do have that side but it's they're still kind of about my life in, in at least some sense so was Jocelyn born out of that Jocelyn was, I was definitely on a, a pop kick, but that song was actually the original way we wrote it was a lot darker. It was just over like one guitar line and it was a lot more like dark and kind of grungy. Um, and then the producer like made it a little bit more fun. <laughs> um, but that song actually was kind of definitely, it definitely was therapy for me because I didn't talk to the guy that I wrote it about. I literally just didn't even ask him about what had happened. I just went in and wrote the song and didn't talk to him for a month because that was the way that I wanted to get those feelings out instead of talking to him, which again, super unhealthy, horrible way to deal with something, but what it is. I think it was proper. Bravo. <laughs> Thank you. Just the boy is good. I don't know why I haven't heard that one. I heard it for the first time the other day and I was like, oh, how'd I miss out on this one? Thank you. Actually, the guy that I wrote Jocelyn about loves that song and always plays it when I'm around him. <laughs> Are you still around him? No, not anymore, but like I have been since I wrote the song. I mean, we're we're like friendly. I just I don't I don't hate anyone. I literally just can't bring myself to like have beef with people anymore cuz it's just like so stupid to me. I'm like I don't care. <laughs> Respect. And also like I I didn't like him that much. Like it felt like everything in the moment, but then like a month later I was like, "Wait, I literally don't care." <laughs> On to the next. Whatever. Yeah. We've covered a lot here. What else are we thinking, guys? I feel like I've said a lot. Are Once you, my brain is empty right now. Are you all tuckered out there, Daniel? You, you shared your poem. I know. You feel I vulnerable know. and personal. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, I do. It was honestly really good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I was wondering why you didn't really compliment it or diss it, but that's what I was waiting for. I did. I said it was good. I swear. I literally, I remember that vividly. All right, I'll go back and watch. Are you guys closer friends now than you were before? No, yeah. it's weird. Like, I see a lot of people on the internet, and I'm like, oh, okay, we've interviewed them, or I know them a little bit just through interviews. But when I see, like, random pictures of Olivia, I'm like, oh, that's my friend Olivia. But then I think to myself, like, that's not my friend Olivia. Like, that's just Olivia. I know Olivia. We're not friends. We can be friends. I mean, of course we can be, but we're not right now. Like, we're, we're acquaintances. Do you actually want to be friends with Dan, though? I think that's the real question here. <laughs> I don't know. I like to be friends with everyone. I just love people. Like, I, I would have... Two years ago, if I heard that the, that phrase come out of my mouth that I love people, I would be like, you're insane and that's not true. But I just like love, I just love learning about like what makes someone who they are. And Dan is a very interesting person to me. So yeah. He gives off this front like he's interesting. I promise he's not he's as interesting really as he tries to make it seem. <laughs> he's so okay. boring. I'm not boring. I sit home by myself all the time, like 23 hours a day, but you don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. You could be stirring. Watching documentaries and taking notes and writing poems about IT. We know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's more fascinating than going to the same clubs over and over and over again. That's true. That is very true. These people. On, on that note, Olivia Brown, all... I, What? What were you about to say? Nothing. I'm not saying anything. <gasps> he was about to diss you. Cry me a river. Um, Olivia O'Brien, you Oh, are... wait. Olivia, we need to talk about one more thing. You, the, when you addressed people because people were calling you out for your lip curl when you sing. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I have no idea why I do that. It's just, it's a part of my face. It's just, it's my face. It's what I do. I don't do you, know Do you why know you're going into it? How. No, I just like, I feel like it's when I... I've always been more dominant on this side of my face for some reason. Even when I talk, like, it, it, this side of my face just, like, lifts more. I don't know what yeah. it is. But – and I've, I've been trying to, like, like look at myself and analyze my face because people – no one's ever pointed it out to me before. And I just, like, look at myself and I'll sing and be like, why do I do this? But I can't not do it. It makes me feel like I'm more into it and more passionate. Like, when, I, when I'm being passionate, I just, like, don't care what my face looks like. So I make weird faces. I think – a lot of singers do that. Mine just happens to be that one. I think it's a look. I think it's brandable. I think it's cool. Thank you. 
I, I, I think it's cool. I don't think I look weird. I just, I think people think that I'm like doing it on purpose to like try to be cool. I'm like, why would I do that? Someone literally commented on my Instagram and said, um, I really like your music, but I actually have to unfollow you because the lip thing is just out of control. It's getting really annoying. And I just like, don't want to see it. I was like, <laughs> I'm, it's just my face. Like, why would I do that on purpose? Whatever. I dig the lip. Keep Thank looking you. on. A- anything else, Daniel? No, we'll wait till we see her in person again. You have more? I mean, there's always stuff to talk about. The good thing about Olivia is she's open and she'll talk about anything. A lot of- <laughs> it's really scary, though. I feel like one of these days I'm just going to, like, say something so, like, I'm gonna, just going to expose, like, every single thing that's ever happened to me in my personal life, and, and it's just going to be bad. It, it, when it happens, we'll be in person. None of this, uh, you know, Zoom nonsense. <laughs> I really appreciate you giving us time over this, uh, this the computer box. It really means a lot. Please listen to Olivia's micro mixtapes. They're freaking great. Jocelyn deserves your ear, but you've probably heard it. So listen to it again. Uh, Stream Jocelyn so we don't have to put out another version of it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because we can't take a 31st remix. 30 was far too much. (laughs) Ryan, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Love. You're the best. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast.